It stinks during the process, but it's gonna be good in the long run. So I need you to do this. Hello and welcome to Hims Cast. I'm Susan Morse, Executive Editor of Healthcare Finance News. We are here today with Andrew Lovewell. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Susan. Yeah, can you tell us who you are and what you do, please? My name is Andrew Lovewell. I am the CEO of Columbia Orthopedic Group and the Surgical Center at Columbia Orthopedic Group. Uh, we are a smaller private practice. Uh, ortho group, MSK group here in uh, kind of the heart of mid-Missouri, uh, right in Columbia, Missouri, kind of equidistance between St. Louis and Kansas City. Our group's been around since 1965. Uh, we've got 26 physicians in our group and we cover everything from hand to trauma and uh, total joint, spine, anything musculoskeletal, we got it. So we're uh, the longest standing private subspecialized group in the state. Um, and we're just, you know, trying to find our way in this complex healthcare environment. Yeah, um, I understand you're using care coordination technology to help patients um, in post-operative care. Can you talk about that? Sure, yeah. So we use a platform called uh, Force Therapeutics today. Um, we started that uh, just over two years ago, and, you know, it was born out of COVID, really, um, we, we got to this point where a lot of physical therapy places or home health agencies or other types of um, things like that were closed in our market due to COVID restrictions or, um, you know, precautions and stuff like that. So we found that we needed a solution for our patients to be able to get home exercise plans or you know, virtual therapy or physician-instructed therapy in their homes so we could continue to see the same results or outcomes that we had before. So our president and myself and um, our nurse manager uh, who helps run our nurse navigation program and, and this care coordination program, we sat and demoed several different platforms. We ended up picking Force Therapeutics. Um, we've had great results, you know, our engagement with the platform or our adoption of the platform um, from when a patient's booked to surgery to when they have surgery, uh, we're at about a 92% uh, engagement or enrollment. So 92% of our patients who go through with surgery enroll in this platform and use it, which is really, I mean, that's way above the industry average for a platform like this. And a lot of it's due to the fact that our physicians and their teams are so engaged and helping patients get enrolled that you know it looks like a compliment to the practice not a not a you know a, not something that competes with the practice so on top of that we have a nurse navigation team that helps with enrollment and make sure that patients have what they need and they're able to get answers and it's got a nice uh, messaging component and feature where uh, you know if you're a patient you can message us you know eight to five nine to five whatever um, and we'll have a response back to you in two to three minutes. Whereas opposed to you call us and leave us a voicemail with a surgeon in, you know, in the operating room, you might not get a response until five, six o'clock at night or the next yeah. day. So it really improves that communication and dialogue back and forth between the care team, the patient, you know, the facilities, and it just improves the overall patient experience. And patients are still using this at home rather than coming in. That's turned out to be very useful? 
Yeah, we have um, features built into it where patients have the messaging component for about 90 days after surgery. And uh, past that, you know, we find where we do a, a good enough job doing education um, and preparing people that, you know, they, they continue to use the platform uh, or have access to the platform for a year after surgery. So if you're a patient who has surgery with us, we provide a, a full, um, full scale virtual therapy program for a year. And uh, patients can access that through an app or through online that entire, that entire care continuum. And then the 90 day period is when they access all of their, um, you know, their messaging components and stuff like that. And we have virtual drop-in that we can do through kind of like a telehealth solution in the platform. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of patients who send messages, you know, three, four days after surgery, a couple days after surgery asking, you know, my, my leg's swollen, is this normal? You know, I have this, is this normal? And we're able to assess and address that so much more quickly through force than we would any other way. And then there's real-time alerts built into it where if you have a surgery and you report a pain score, which we ask you your pain score every day to where we can trend that, if you report a pain score that's out of our normative um, pain scores, um, we get a real-time alert, and then we can engage and call you and go, hey, Susan, you know, you reported your pain score today. You know, it's a six. We usually see a two. It looks like you haven't done any of your exercise videos or therapy in a couple days. Can we, can we get back to that? You know, is there something we need to do to help? Would you like to come in the office? So we can engage patients when engagement needs to happen. And we're not over, you know, engaging patients and saying, hey, we need you to drive, you know, two and a half, three hours with these high gas prices to come see us. You know, we want to do routine follow-ups, but at the same point, we want to be good stewards of the medical dollar that you have to spend. So we don't want you to spend a ton of your money on something that, you know, is just a routine checkup. We want to be able to use technology to save you you time and money because, you know, the world's complicated and like we, we don't expect people to go out of their way, you know, all the time for, for medical care. You've got to make it easy. And that's what force does for us. Makes it easier. Is a 90-day, you know, follow-through, a year follow-through unusual in your field? It really depends on the surgery, to be honest. So, you know, some of our surgeons, they'll see patients um, two weeks out. Some of them will see patients six weeks out, depending on the surgery. Um, and then some people will see people six months out, some people a year out. Kind of depends on what we're doing. Um, you know, if it's a carpal tunnel surgery versus a knee replacement, there's a different recovery and a different follow-up process. So it varies widely based on the type of surgery that we do for that type of patient. And what technology is involved other than, other than the messaging component? So FORCE has a lot of aspects involved with it. Um, you know, the biggest thing is it has all of the instructions that the physician prescribes or wants you to have at home. It has, you know, how do I return to normal activities like driving and showering? And it has a lot of even pre-surgical education, like how do I get my home ready for total joint replacement? You know, should I pick my rugs up and get those out of the way? Should I you know, make sure I have food in the fridge so I don't have to drive on pain medicine, D different stuff like that for pre-surgical. And then the post-surgical side of it is really where it shines and saying, 
here are all of the different things we want you to have. And it's phased education. So it's not all of this education or instruction at one time. So it, it separates it and says, okay, you know, Susan is our patient. First two weeks or first week, we want her to see these videos, these instructions. And then we'll, we'll, we're monitoring your activity and your process, progress the entire time. So we, we feel like what happens is we're giving you the right amount of education at the right time to where we're not mm -hmm. overwhelming you and you're, you're going, oh my gosh, this is just too much. And on top of that, it's doing an assessment with pain or mobility or different things that interfaces with Apple and Android to track your activity with steps. Our nurse navigators are calling you on a regular basis uh, via the phone and then we transition some of that part of the latter care recovery period to the technology aspect. So it's also collecting um, how you're functionally doing. We have functional assessments built in there pre-surgery. So we know, okay, what was your mobility and your activity level like pre-surgery? And we can compare that to the population norm. And what's your mobility and your activity like post-surgery? And then it has some kind of gamifying built into it as well, where it has, you know, what are your unique personal goals? And how do we help you get your unique personal goals met? And what timeline and what, what does that look like for success for you as the individual patient? So it's all customized to that single unique patient. The physician is the one who directs it. It's not directed by some other type of non-physician non provider. Uh, they work closely with our nurse navigators to make sure that their specific instructions for that specific surgery are followed through. So that's what's unique is like, this is not a, a one-stop shop, you know, one size fits all type of thing. This is directed by our surgeons for their patients to make sure they have what they need at the right time. It, it doesn't, it's not a, a bolt-on that tells people, you know, everybody has to do this exercise plan. That's not the case. It, it is purely directed by a physician, which is super unique in a lot of these technology solutions. Um, and it sounds like you're not counting on the patient to say, oh yeah, I did my exercises today. Yeah. So you know through this, through the app or whatever, if they've really done their steps or, or what they've done. Yeah, because it tracks all the logins, it tracks yeah. their steps, it tracks what video they watched, how much of the video they watched, it has everything. And you know, the thing is, is like, when we're talking about patient-centered care, you know, patients have to be good stewards of their own recovery. And if we see where a patient's not watching the videos or not participating in their care plan, you know, it gives our physicians insight into say, hey, listen, you know, I need you to do this. I notice you're yes. not doing this. And I notice you have some stiffness. If you want the best recovery and you want this, you know, your shoulder to get back to where you can play 18 holes of golf or, you know, pick your grandkids up or do whatever, you got to do these things. And I know it's going it, to, it stinks during the process, but it's going to be good in the long run. So I need you to do this. And if you don't want to do this, you know, you're not going to get the best recovery. But my patients usually see this type of improvement or this type of improvement if they follow my protocol and my process. So it gives us, you know, kind of that insight into say, here's how this works, here's the results, just be an active participant. Yeah, and, and you can check up on that too. That's, uh, that's different. I want to switch gears and ask you about reimbursement for post-operative care. I know sometimes that can be tricky. Are these based on value-based contracts? How, how is this working out for you? So there's a couple different arrangements. 
Um, so one of them is through a, a VBC or a value-based contract program, like a bundle, uh, where it includes you know some of this care built into it. Um, there's new technology out there where you can bill for remote therapeutic monitoring, where you know there's RTM codes that Medicare approved. It's only approved by Medicare at this point. At the beginning of the year, where you can bill for RTM uh, monitoring and solutions. The device or the solution that you use has to be a certified FDA medical device. Um, so just, just to be honest, our, our platform just got that approval, so we're going to launch kind of a pilot program on that to see what that looks like. Um, and, and honestly, we, we don't see this as a kind of a cost or a loss leader. We see this as a patient experience and satisfaction improver. And it drives a lot of success. And honestly, the feedback we get is incredible, right? So like patients are saying, hey, you know, I'm able to do this this much faster. Or when our patients go to real therapy, it's not like we're taking away real therapy sessions. We still want them to see a therapist, you know, to have that interaction. Because there, there, there's not a huge substitute. You know, there, there isn't a substitute, I would say, for a face-to-face interaction over, you know, a technology to the patient-facing. Mm-hmm. So... So we still prescribe outpatient therapy to our patients and say, hey, listen, we want you to go see the therapist. And if they feel like you're on track or you're doing well, you know, continue to do that. And we've had a lot of patients who go see a therapist and the therapist goes, you are so far ahead of what I'm used to seeing that you don't even need to come see me again. So then it's saving that patient thousands of dollars by avoiding a therapy copay or driving and taking time off of work or all this different stuff. So we feel like, you know, if we put the the control and, and everything back in the patient's hands that the results we've experienced have just been incredible. You know, we're seeing tremendous amount of cost savings through the platform for patients and insurers alike. You know, we're not seeing a ton of reimbursement, I would say, just to be honest. Um, but what we are seeing, we're gaining it back in referrals or back in patient satisfaction or back in other, you know, unmeasurables. Um, so that, Hopefully that answers your question. Yes, it sure does, and it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Andrew. What's next? Uh, do you have anything? You talked about a pilot program. Uh, can you talk about future for this? I think a lot of what we talk about internally are, are very um, market-driven trends where we feel like, you know, the, the world we look at today in healthcare is not the world that it's going to be tomorrow. Um, you know, the saying I always use with our group is we don't want to go where the ball is. We want to go where the ball's going. Mm. So, you know, I think you, if you look around the country at different varying degrees of technology, the issue with a lot of them is they're not physician directed, right? There's, there's all these different platforms out there and, you know, you could look them up, you could Google them. There's, there's, they got multi-billion dollar evaluations, And there's not a single physician involved at all on some of these care platforms. And what it does is it kind of dilutes the the patient experience and the quality of care that gets provided. And and we don't believe that that is good for patients or good for our medical community. So for us, you know, the next thing really is just continuing to evolve and provide solutions to patients that add value, that deliver cost savings, you know, they deliver better access, they deliver more unique access, meeting the patients where they are. You know, I think for us, one of the big solutions we're looking at is, you know, how do we get in the hands of every patient around uh, to where they can see us via a telehealth appointment or they can see us via, 
you know, their, their smartphone instead of trying to, you know, drive all the way in from three or four hours. You know, for, for us, we have such a large catchment population. You know, we, our average patient, I would say, drives probably an hour, hour and a half to come see us. That's unique in some markets. Um, and, f- you know, with when gas hit its all-time high in here in Missouri, you know, we had a lot of patients who called and they're like, listen, I just, I, I can't drive down. Yeah. There. You know, I, I, you know, it's six bucks a gallon for gas or whatever. And, you know, by the time I take my time off work and I do this and I drive back and I do that, like, it's going to cost me $500 just to come see you. So we've had a lot of transition of care into that telehealth space. You know, it's hard to do that in orthopedics because we're very hands-on uh, type, mm. type specialty. Yes. So, you know, getting somebody in the door, getting an assessment done via telehealth is, is something we try to offer, but it's not a perfect solution. Um, it does create, you know, um, an encounter with the patient where they at least can talk to somebody about their issues and we can, you know, give some advice and then try to tee them up for, you know, do you need to just go to therapy or do you need to see us? Um, I think that gives a lot of people, you know, some some feelings of, oh, wow, you know, I'm seeing a, a subspecialist provider um, who's actually giving me directions via a telehealth platform. I mean, that's better than pulling up like, you know, Teladoc or one of those other platforms where it's, you know, virtual care, primary care doc trying to tell somebody about a torn ACL and they're way outside their wheelhouse, you know. So we're trying to prevent the misdiagnosis and mistreatment of orthopedic and musculoskeletal injuries to make sure that patients have a full array or a full insight into what's actually happening with them and what care to actually pursue. That's probably the biggest feature or I would say solution we're exploring moving forward is how do we treat more people in a manner in which they want to be treated that saves them money, time, and uh, energy, you know, to get back to what they want to do. And we don't have a perfect solution yet, just to be honest. You know, we're, we're working on one. We're going to find one. And it's, uh, I think that's how we're going to revolutionize orthopedic care in our region. Okay. Thank you. That's a great note to end on. Thank you, Andrew. It's been a pleasure speaking with you for HIMSCast. Thank you. Appreciate it.